Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and today I did not plan on recording a podcast. I honestly thought I was going to do some research and like get ready for another podcast that I was like brewing in my head about doing. But then of course I was at the horses and I was shoveling poop like I usually do, you know, that fun stuff. And then I just got this insight of like, oh my gosh, I know I need to record a podcast today. Like, and I got out my notes app and actually, wait, no, I didn't get out my notes app until I got into the car because I had the idea in my head, but then I was like, well, but I don't know how I would structure it. And honestly, I tried really hard not to overstructure this podcast because I feel like I have a tendency to start writing out how I want the podcast to go but then I make my bullet points so long that it just ends up sounding like I'm reading off a script or I don't remember what I was trying to say and it just gets messed up. So I, I really, really tried this time not to do that. So we'll see how this goes. And I I think I think it will go better. I did still have a tendency as I was planning this out to write out a little bit more than I wanted to, but I, I want to try to make this podcast more and flow and just raw and real. So we'll see how this goes. But I was shoveling poop and I was like, okay, I have to talk about my relationship with exercise and like understanding that because that was something that I had to go through or that I struggled with a lot through my eating disorder journey and honestly still now and just questioning myself like what is my intention behind why I'm exercising and I feel like a lot of people are in that realm as well because they're like well I want to be fit and strong and love myself and look amazing and yada 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 but then they're like but then also I need to take care of my body and like I don't know if I should exercise more or less and it's this whole confusion and honestly it goes back to trusting yourself and what your gut feeling is saying because most of the time we know if we're exercising too much or too little but we just don't want to accept that we are not either doing enough or not or doing too much and most people who are listening to this podcast are probably either doing too much or they're guilting themselves because they're not doing enough and that's just that will send you down a spiral that's not going to help either. So I was just like, okay, I have to talk about this and I got out my notes app and I started jotting down some bullet points and here we are now. I'm recording a podcast. So get yourself a cup of tea. I know I have mine sitting next to me. I probably won't drink it during this podcast, but it's it's there and I can smell it. And then once I talk on for forever, (laughs) as I usually do, I will just probably drink the entire thing because my throat will be raw. But you know, it's all worth it because I want y'all to have all this information but I kind of just wanted to start out with like what my relationship with exercise was with my eating disorder. I know before I went into treatment 
it was like I had always focused on sports because that was like my livelihood. I adored sports. Sports was my thing. I was super competitive and I wanted to be the best. But then there was a point to where it kind of started molding to, okay, I want to be competitive. I want to be the best. But then looking back now, realizing how much my sports started to turn into something that I just wanted to use to like lose weight and this probably came into like when I started using the Fitbit and like getting obsessed with steps and then also getting compliments about how good I looked and they were and people were like oh my gosh are you losing weight and I'm just like yeah it's amazing I'm smaller now da 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 um sending me down that like rabbit hole but I then what was the only important thing for me at that moment was like how how much exercise I was doing and it wasn't purely focused on am I getting better at exercise it was okay how many calories can I burn am I running around enough am I doing enough sprints am I like making sure I'm like jogging in place or whatever or I'd get super excited when we would do sprints not because like sprints were fun but because I was like okay I know this is gonna burn more calories and it's like that really took the fun out of the sports and sadly I I even when I started doing weightlifting I I had the intent of, because I was hearing all these people talk about weightlifting and how that was able to change their body and how they were able to lose more weight. Um, And I even kind of like distorted because like when you build muscle, not knowing that you need to fuel your body to build muscle, that when you build muscle, you can burn more body fat. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could lose weight while like exercising and afterwards. And it's kind of just like, well... But you forgot the first part about building the muscle, but that's besides the point. And consistently, I would go to my dietitian and I would tell her, I was like, how do you, how do you know? How do you know your relationship with exercise? Because to me, I am, I love being active. I love going on my walks. I love going on hikes. I love moving. I have always been an active person and it's okay if you're not an active person. But for me, I just, I feel better when I move and I just get really antsy and meh when I don't. And that's just me. That's who I am. Um, I was spending time with a friend one time and I'm that person who's like, let's go to a little playground and I want to like play on the monkey bars because that's one of my favorite things to do. I like to be a child when I'm around my friends and when I feel comfortable. So um, yeah, that's a little about me, but I would... I would always be confused on like, well, but I love moving. I love my sports, but I'm dealing with this eating disorder. I have no period. I don't know what to do. And I don't know. I just, I kept saying, I don't know. And I was asking for my dietitian to give me the answer when really I knew the reason why I was exercising, especially at that point in time and it was because I had fears of gaining weight. I was afraid to be still. I wanted to be moving constantly. Honestly, I was probably running away from like all these uncomfortable feelings of like having to eat more. 
but I didn't want to compensate for the amount of movement I was doing. I didn't want to, that was a weird way of wording it. I didn't want to eat the amount of food that I needed to compensate for the amount of exercise that I was doing. And that was just something I wasn't willing to do at the time. But I still just, I didn't want to acknowledge what my true intentions were behind exercise. And that's something I really want you to think about is what is your intention behind exercise? It doesn't have to be as extreme with me where it was like you went through an eating disorder and you just, you constantly wanted to lose weight, but it could be, are you exercising because you hate your body? Because I'm telling you right now that only lasts for so long. It's the same thing when I talked about good versus bad foods. When you consistently are hating yourself into doing something, you will eventually rebel and be like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like people don't want to hate themselves. Like no one's going to hang around someone who's constantly telling them, oh, you look fat or oh, you um, you need to exercise because X, Y, Z or these are kind of bad examples, but I think you get the point where there's going to come a point where you're just like, I don't want to listen to you anymore. So I'm just, I'm not going to do it. But then also just like, that's not a fun way to live your life. Like you have to live with yourself your entire life. So are you consistently going to hate yourself the entire time you're living your life? And this kind of just goes into my next point about like, do you think exercise will change your body so that you will love yourself more because you are fitter, smaller, etc. Because I'm telling you this right now. I weigh more than I ever have in my entire life. But I love myself so much more. I'm way more confident and I feel good in my body and it has nothing to do with my weight. It has everything to do about how I feel about myself and what's going on mentally than it is physically because I promise you, you will still have to live with the same version of yourself. You will just be smaller. That is it. And more than likely, if you are coming from the perspective of hating your body while you're exercising, or even if you love exercise, but you're doing it for the purpose of hating your body or thinking you have to change or that you will love yourself more, once you're smaller, it won't happen. Like it will literally, you will constantly be like, I need to get smaller. I need to get smaller. I'm not small enough. Or you will be chasing after. You will be like that mouse who is constantly going after that piece of cheese that's on a string and just running, running after it. I feel like that analogy was usually for like hamster wheels, but you know, I like mine better. I like the cheese on a string. And then if you're coming from exercise thinking like, oh, I'm afraid of gaining weight or like I had a cookie last night or I accidentally ate like the whole box of Oreos and I feel really guilty or maybe it was Thanksgiving and you felt like you ate too much and you think that exercise will help that or you're afraid that you're going to gain weight because this was something that I struggled with a lot. Um, there are multiple, multiple studies showing that this will not help, A. Um, it's a bad way to just think like running on a treadmill for two hours or three hours or whatever 
or 30 minutes, whatever your time frame is to burn off everything you just consumed. It's like you burn very little when it comes to exercise. It's what is going to happen afterwards that has the biggest effect. So this is where people are talking about you need to build muscle because that will allow you to burn more as you're going throughout the day. But I honestly don't even want to go down that rabbit hole because that's that's not the point of this podcast. That's not why we're talking about this. It's like if you're fearing the weight gain and you think exercise will fix that, it the exercise isn't going to do anything. It's your fear behind it and not trusting your body that like you you being able to fuel yourself properly and enough is going to give your body what it needs. Yes, it's important to be active, but when it's coming from fear, that's where it gets a little bit sticky because again, if you're constantly living in fear, do you want to live that way the rest of your life? So I don't care what the studies say about like, well, but you need to build muscle so then you burn more and yada, yada, yada. No, why are you still focusing on that losing body fat? What is going on internally that's making you feel like you have to change? And then I know another reason why I was exercising was because I was running away. Like sometimes you just have this feeling of like you have so many things going on and it's super chaotic. I like to keep myself busy. That's another thing, but we'll get to that in a sec. If you're constantly having to do all these things and you're like, okay, exercise will keep me pumped up and keep going. And so I'm going to exercise and yada, yada, yada. It's like you're running away from everything else going on in your life. If you're having issues with your spouse, if you're having issues with a family member, a friendship, if you went through a breakup, it's okay if like you're using exercise for that period of time to help with the issues that are going on or have a little bit of avoidance, that's okay. But if that's the only thing you're doing, that's why I did that podcast on is exercise or is the gym really therapy? Because there is a time and place for exercise, but it can't be your only answer. Because then there's so many physiological things or like internal things in your body going on that can then be counterintuitive to all the exercise that you're doing. And then also, if you're just using exercise to stay busy, this was something that was really highlighted for me during quarantine. It was like, where can I add in little bits of exercise so I can keep moving? Because I feel productive when I'm moving. I can't I don't like sitting still and just being in quiet. I I ever since I've been a child, I hated being bored. And it's a lesson that I consistently have to learn. But now I'm able to kind of just sit with myself and then ask myself, okay, what do I want to do right now? And it takes practice and it's something I'm still learning to do. But you don't always have to be busy. Just because everyone else is working or someone else is doing a workout, what do you need right now? And I think this is where the difference between self-care and self-love comes into play. I actually, I did a little, well, I was going to say Google, but I actually chat GBT'd it. If you haven't, I don't even know, is that a verb? Can you say chat GBT'd it? 
<laughs> um, it's a thing, so it's not a verb, but I use ChatGBT. If you don't know what that is, it's like an AI thing that came out a couple months ago. Um, just Google it. Honestly, you'll figure it out. But I searched in there, what's, what is the definition of self-love? And self-love is refers to a positive and accepting attitude towards oneself. It involves treating oneself with kindness, compassion, and respect, and taking care of one's physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Self-love means acknowledging and accepting one's strengths and weaknesses and not being overly critical or judgmental towards oneself. It also involves setting healthy boundaries, being assertive, and making choices that prioritize one's happiness and fulfillment. Ultimately, self-love is cultivating a deep sense of self-worth and acceptance for oneself. Then the definition for self-care is refers to intentional actions that that an individual takes to promote their physical, emotional, and mental well-being. It involves recognizing one's own needs and taking steps to meet those needs in order to maintain healthy and balanced life. Self-care can take many forms such as practicing good hygiene, getting enough sleep, eating nutrient-dense foods, exercising regularly, and engaging in enjoyable activities and seeking support from others when needed. Self-care also includes setting boundaries and saying no when necessary, prioritizing rest and relaxation, and engaging in activities that reduce stress and promote relaxation such as meditation or taking a warm bath. Ultimately, self-care is taking responsibility of one's health and well-being, and making choices that prioritize self-preservation and self-nurturing. I like those. I, I really, really like those, but I know those were really long, and I kind of just want to narrow it down a bit. So my definition, my Cliff Notes version of it, is basically self-love is doing what you feel like doing and taking care of your emotional self. So if you let's say, are just waking up one morning. This was me a couple of days ago on Monday. I just, I was like, I'm going through school. I'm going through the motions. I went through the motions of my workout and I was just like, I can't stare at a screen for one last minute, even though I end up staring at a screen, but it's besides the point. I was just like, all I want to do right now is watch a show on Netflix. That's all I want to do. So I did it. I emotionally just felt like I don't want to go for a walk. I don't want to do any laundry. I don't want to do, I don't want to do anything. And that's okay. Right then and there, I needed that. I felt like I needed to just binge watch a TV show. Or for you, it might be like you just, you really feel like you want to sleep in that day. Or you don't feel like going to the gym. You're just like, I just, I mentally cannot go to the gym right now and movement just not does not sound good to me. That is okay. You can take a day off the gym. Honestly, I know this whole like work hard, play hard or like sore till you die, whatever that quote is for like the gym. It's like, 
I know most individuals have a hard time staying consistent towards the gym, but if you are a person who usually is consistent with movement, then taking a day off, I would be so, I would be way more proud of you for taking a day off the gym than I would if you said, I've exercised every day or like consistently for the whole year. Okay, cool. How does your body feel though? Do you feel burnt out? Are you sleeping well? How's your menstrual cycle? Hint, hint. And then self-care for me would be, what does your body need? What needs to be done right now? What do you need to be doing? So this could be, okay, I haven't exercised in two weeks. I haven't done some sort of movement in two weeks, but I don't feel motivated but my, I know my body needs some sort of movement. What can I do right now that will promote movement? It's coming out of that perspective of hating yourself and being like, I have to do this in a like self-hate way and more of a like, okay, I'm taking care of my body. What does my body need right now? I'm not saying if you're like, let's say you're super unmotivated to go work out and you're just like, I, I just I can't, then maybe just do some yoga that's totally okay. Maybe just do some light stretching. Maybe just go for a walk. It doesn't have to be all in or all out. But then also on the other hand, if you're someone who doesn't have a period, if you're someone who consistently exercises, then maybe, again, taking that day off, well, actually, that's what needs to be done. It doesn't always have to be a doing something. It's just like, what what does your physical body need right now? Does your physical body need more food? Does your physical body need more sleep? Does it need a routine? Does it need like a conversation with a friend? What do you actually need to be doing to make your physical body feel better because these are like the signals that your body is giving you. So what is your definition? I wanna ask you that question. Think, what are your definitions for self-care and self-love? And what are the differences between those words for you? And I just, I really wanna highlight what does your body need right now? Because I know for me, again, going back to I love movement, I love exercise, like heck, I got a personal trainer certification. I'm going into chiropractic school. I'm obsessed with the human body. Again, you don't have to be this way, but this is just who I am. But I didn't have a period. That was a big, big red flag that my body was giving me, that it was like, hey, it's amazing that you love to lift weights. It's amazing that at the time I was telling myself I liked to run. I still I still like running sometimes, but I prefer weightlifting. I just get competitive with the running, but it's fine. It's like, okay, I love to weightlift, but I knew my body was telling me like, hey, that you have no period, that is a big red flag. So physically, my body was telling me we need more rest. We need things like yoga. So again, asking yourself, what are the physical signs that my body is showing me? And what do I need to do to support it? So what do you need to do right now to support your body? And it's not what you think the influencer on Instagram told you that they're doing like they're doing this workout and yada, yada, yada. That's their journey. 
what is your journey right now and focus on you because that's where you actually get the healing, get the progress, and actually start to feel better. Because I know people like to focus on like aesthetics, which is totally fine. And there there was, okay, so there's this YouTuber that I followed and I, I love her. She's super sweet. But she went on this weight loss journey and at that time, I wanted to do aestheticals so bad. But in that moment, I was focusing really hard on trying to get my period back. And it just, it wasn't good for me at the time to watch her stuff. It's, it's great. I was, she was like promoting healthy things. She was doing it in a healthy way. But at that time, I could not handle things that were talking about aesthetics. But what I think is amazing that she does is she did go through a health issue. She focused solely on that health issue and then she decided to focus on those aesthetic goals. But the interesting thing is, is that when you start to focus on health, aesthetics will follow. But the funny thing is, because I heard this quote and I was like, okay, so I'm going to eat healthy. And then all of my aesthetics will follow and I'll love myself and yada, yada, yada. No, again, going back to the beginning. Just because your body is changing doesn't mean that will change your mental state. And in addition to that, it's funny because I feel like most of my gains from the gym, if you want to say that, came when I just solely started focusing on my health and I didn't even care about the aesthetics. I just, I woke up one morning and I was like, okay, I'm just focusing on getting my period back in. Yes, there was some struggles of like ups and down and weight. But again, I worked on the internal work in my head of loving myself and who I am because just being me on the outside, that's that's not what makes me special. Like, yes, it's cool that I have blonde hair. I have blue eyes and people compliment me about my freckles. That's amazing. I appreciate that and I love that. But I would way rather someone come up to me and be like, I love how you're able to listen. I love the questions that you ask. You seem so open. You're super kind. Those fill me up way more than if someone was like, man, you look super fit or you like, you're super skinny and stuff like that. If that's something, if you're at that point in time where that's what fills you up, that is totally okay. But I would challenge you to focus on what are the internal things? What are the qualities internally that you like about yourself? And if you're having issues with this, then ask a friend. Be like, hey, what do you like about me? And I promise you the first or probably all the things that they're going to say have nothing to do with what your body looks like. Now, with this, it's also to remember that exercise is, and honestly, health is a journey, not a destination. Like you are always changing and adapting to life. Like your life is always changing. And this is this is something that I've honestly had to focus on a lot more um, because it seems like things are constantly changing for me right now. But life is always changing. So 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 your exercise and nutrition will as well. And it doesn't for me for the longest time, I thought my exercise, I will always have to commit to 
three days a week of exercising and doing some sort of mobility or cor correctional exercise. I was focusing on handstands and I was like, I'm going to throw that in there, there. And I got to get like my 15,000 steps and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, cool. You had some extra time during quarantine, but it's totally okay now that maybe school's a little bit more stressful or like you have no menstrual cycle. So you need to back out of like all this stressful exercise and add in more yoga or nothing or just stretching and like light walks to where like, okay, you've had a menstrual cycle for a while. It stays consistent. You're pr feeling pretty good. And then you start adding in more weights. And then you can really kill it at the gym and just like bust out those really heavy weights and push towards that and push towards intensity. That's totally fine. And then there's going to be times where you have a more sedentary job or you're more sedentary at school. So maybe you need to like be more intentional about going on walks just so that you can get that blood flow and your hips aren't as tight. I'm learning this a lot because I have been trying to build my nutrition coaching business and going starting into the chiropractic school and then also just being on the computer more often and doing podcasts it's like okay I need to do a little bit more mobility stuff or just going on walks because my hips are so tight and that hasn't I've never experienced that in my entire life um but it's something I need to be more intentional about to where when I had a more active job or I was doing an active job that was more frequent, I didn't have to focus on that as much. And then also, if you're dealing with like less stress, maybe you're able to crush it at the gym more. But then if you have all this stress going on in your life, it is okay for your exercise to be a lot less than what it was before. And this could be like intensity. So like the type of exercise you're doing, maybe you're like just maintaining the weights that you're doing or focusing more on the movement of the exercise than you are getting in more reps or pushing the weight. The key thing to highlight with this is that your exercise should make you feel like you're you could go run a mile afterwards. And that's something that people are like, well, did I not push hard enough? You should not feel exhausted after workouts. It's like, there is a reason why people say exercise is healthy for you. It's not because you should feel dead afterwards. It's because it should actually complement your life and make you feel good and feel more like your brain is alive. So for instance, when I would do podcasts after we would, or after we, I'm talking to myself as if we're multiple people. Um, when I would do podcasts after I went to go exercise, it was because I could feel myself be revved up. I was alert. I was ready. My brain was focused. I would not be able to podcast if I killed myself during a workout because then my words would be a jumbled mess worse than what they are already. So when you start to realize that like, okay, is the exercise that I'm doing actually complementing what I want to achieve in life? Then you kind of come from exercise from a different perspective. And this should also be highlighted with your nutrition. If you are doing more movement, even if you, so like, for example, when I was running cross country and I was doing all this exercise, I didn't physically feel hungry, but yet 
I needed to fuel my body because that's what it needed to exert that energy. Or when I didn't have a menstrual cycle, I had to eat more and move less because my body needed that extra energy to feel supported, to feel safe even though I didn't feel hungry. And this is where the whole intuitive versus intentional eating kind of get like, they start button heads sort of situation. But it's like, even though you don't feel hungry, it might be because you're super stressed and it is okay to eat when you are not hungry. I can't stress that enough, no pun intended. But this is why I really like to focus on getting strong because in my experience, especially since I'm a competitive person, When you focus on getting strong, it's this whole like black and white situation. If you are not getting stronger, it is usually because your sleep is off. You have way too much stress going on. So then the additional stress of the workout is just like making you not get stronger. And it's just this whole like, okay, you're either getting stronger or you're not. And it's either you're not fueling yourself enough or all the other things that I just listed. And this is something that I like to focus on with my clients because when you start focusing on getting strong, it's so, it's so exhilarating to like add another couple of pounds on the barbell or like pick a dumbbell that's heavier than the one that you were before. And you're just like, oh my gosh, look how strong I'm getting. I'm like superwoman. Like it's so much more exciting. And this is an experience that I had the other day where I went to go to grab a few dumbbells and for me, I had been stuck at like the smaller dumbbells. I, I, they, they just, the circles looked smaller. They were like the average size. And then I finally got to like the big size dumbbells where the, like the wheels were like, you could see that they were bigger. And this dude was looking at me and I could tell he was looking at me and I was just like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, does he think I'm going to grab these smaller dumbbells? And I I didn't want to think like too much into it because I don't, but like internally I was being a bit sassy. And I went to go and grab the bigger wheeled dumbbells and his eyes just got big and he was just like, uh, like you could tell he was not expecting me to grab those dumbbells. That is like, it thrilled me and filled me up with so much joy at that time because that just showed that I was getting stronger and by fueling my body I actually am getting stronger but that wouldn't have happened if I never gave my body the rest that it needed a couple years ago or the fuel that I'm giving it now and it also just takes away from focusing on your body because again when you focus so much on your body you act I find most of the time when you focus solely on aesthetics, when you focus solely on how your body looks and how your body is consistently changing, especially if you have a menstrual cycle, like your body is going to constantly change just because of bloat. Like it shouldn't be too extreme, but it's just you will look better, quote better during your ovulation than you would in your luteal phase. But that's besides the point. It's like when you solely just focus on how you look, you end up kind of just degrading your health in the process but when you focus on getting solely strong you're just like I don't care how I look and honestly it kind of just made me more confident just being like I'm just focusing on getting strong I don't care how I look like I am boss in the gym 
Or maybe this is like you focusing on some gymnastic movement or some yoga movement. I know when I was focusing on doing handstands, it was like, this is really cool. I can do this sort of trick or party trick or whatever. And people would comment being like, oh, are you going to start walking across the gym on your hands? Which like we will get there at some point. I haven't been practicing my handstands a lot recently, but you know, it's fine. But this is something that I like to encourage my clients with because then they come to me and they're just like, oh my gosh, I added more weight. Like this is, this is amazing. And they, you can see in their eyes that they're excited. You get so much more pumped up being like, oh my gosh, I got stronger or I can do this sort of movement than you would looking at a scale being like, oh man, I didn't lose weight or I'm not skinny enough. Because there's something about, I don't even know what it is, honestly, about gaining strength that just then in turn helps you gain more confidence and just become prouder of yourself that weight loss tends to not usually get you. So that's something to just think about. And I don't want to like push this too hard, but because I don't know if this is going to happen, but I've been thinking about joining a powerlifting club. There might be one at my school starting up, so we'll see. I'll keep you guys updated on that. You know, this girl might be going to some powerlifting meets. We'll see. I don't know. Sometimes I question if I'm strong enough for that, but we'll see. I I really want to focus on getting strong because, again, like I said, just focusing on strength has really, really helped me. Like, there is a reason why I have an eating disorder symbol tattoo on my wrist that says I am strong, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And that's something I like to promote. But I think when you start with the physical aspect of getting strong, then that mental and emotional aspect just bleeds into your life. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed recording this one. I feel like it might be one of my best ones, not to like toot my own horn, but I hope you enjoyed this episode as well. And I really appreciate you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe or click that follow button, whatever it is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot of it and post it on your social media and tag me at Becca and Wellness. I would love to see it and I will repost it. And also, if you like this podcast, leave a five-star rating and review if you feel called to do that. And if you want to work with me or send in any topics for any other episodes you want me to do, uh, DM me on Instagram at Becca and Wellness or email me at hello at Becca and Wellness.com. And don't forget, I have a monthly newsletter. So if you want to join that, that would be awesome too. We're talking about a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah. And with that all being said, I can't wait to babble with you next time. <laughs>